When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's The Best Damn How I Met Your Mother podcast on the internet. I am your host, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? I like turtles. Turtles are nice. Now, do you, <laughs> like, do, do you like turtles that eat pizza? I mean, are they also doing kung fu in the garage? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> How are I mean, you I'm, doing? I'm doing really good, man. How are you doing? I am. I'm. I'm. I'm hanging in there. We'll say that much. <laughs> hanging in there. You know, uh, a lot of stuff has happened. You know, uh, we took another week off, um, as you guys may have may have noticed. But uh, and why did we take another week off? Uh, I was tired. Maybe no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's gonna play Koyo over here now, Mister Host with the most, Mister Merc with the movie blog over here goes and gets diagnosed with MS. That's true, folks. It's, so uh, it's officially I'm really sorry officially again there. for another delay. It's I'm also starting a new job this mm. week, so I'm leaving one form of security to move to another form of security a little bit higher up. Uh, Josh got diagnosed with MS. It's just been a clusterfuck of a week where neither of us are getting any sex. So if you want to help us out? Hit up his cash app. Drop him some money. Uh, what That's what true. is your cash tag again? It's a uh, uh, Merc Trader twenty two M E R C T R A D E R twenty two, and up. mine is cash tag J made one. I mean, it's either going to put gas in my tank or it's going to you know go to feed my kid or something because that kid's a bottomless pit. There it is. But I mean, make us happy. Drop <laughs> us a dollar if anything. Just let us know you're out there. That's true. Uh, yeah, so uh, other than all that, have, have you had anything interesting going on this week that you want to share? <laughs> Just found out I have siblings that I didn't know about after 38 years of my life. That's true. Uh, that's true. That's a, if that's it's a big not one. a How I Met Your Mother fucking storyline. Uh, so <sighs> long story short, without going off on a diatribe, I've never met my biological father. Uh, and I just found out that I have a sister who is 43. So she's a little bit older than I am. She still lives in the Rochester area. So amazing. Yeah. You are the Barney in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy stuff, man. It's crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, if uh, if any of you want to want to hear more, well, that's not up to me. That's up to him. And you're going to have to reach out on the Twitter. That's simply yeah, saying re- J1. Reach out to me on Twitter. Go ahead and go check my blog. I promise, <laughs> because I've just plugged it here, I won't plug it at the end of the show. But go over to Twitter at simply saying J1, the Not Your Mama podcast location. What, what, I've got what? a link to my blog, and there's my um, podcast page. So That's check right. them out. Shoot me a like. Shoot me some messages. We'll get in talks. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I can well, get a life movie made about me where, you know, someone cool plays me. It's true. That would be nice. While you're at it, follow me at uh, Movie Blog Merc and follow us at Last Call H I M Y M, all on Twitter. And join oh, that yeah. Patreon, folks. We want to get uh, get some good content going for you. Listen, you want us anywhere for this this podcast specifically? Go on any of the social medias, and it's Last Call H I M I M. You find us on Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. 
Uh, you can find us Anchor. where any of your podcasts are posted, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other third-party ones that I might be temporarily forgetting at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this. The secret number is going to be 37, and I'm saying this now at this point in the thing. If you leave us a comment on wherever you're listening to this with the number 37, we will do a personal shout-out to you on the next episode Number 18. There we go. I like it. I like it a lot. And because we just did all that <laughs> plugging here at the end of the episode, we're not going to plug any of our social media. I mean, I still might. <laughs> no. Well, we'll be nice this week. We'll be nice this week. I mean, I'll probably still remind them about the uh, this Twitter. Specifically. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, so we are here, guys, with Season 2, Episode 17. Arrivederci, Fiero. <laughs> that's right. I, I totally didn't realize that's how you said that word. And I was like... <laughs> I thought it was arrived or say, and I was like, "What the fuck does that even mean? Like, what is der say? Uh, arrived der say? <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. It's hauntingly <laughs> beautiful, man. I love it. I love it. All right. So this episode debuted on February twenty sixth of two thousand and seven. Directed by Pamela Fryman. Written by. Yeah, P. Fry, written by. <laughs> that's if I ever meet her, I, I don't know if I'll be able to hold myself from from calling her P. Fry. I'm just saying, it might happen. Uh, written by Chris Harris, uh, he's a uh, another longtime series uh, writer. Uh, he also wrote the uh, the episodes Game Night and Scorpion uh, and the Toad, as well as goes on to write Everything Must Go, The Front Porch, and many more. Those are some good episodes, though. Yeah, some good episodes. Uh, The summary for this one, Marshall's Fierro breaks down. The gang each recall memorable times in which the car are in the car and how it brought them closer together. This is one of the few times where they do a a single storyline where everything is centered around, like, the one thing. Yeah. And, like, the stories aren't, like... They're layered, but they're layered. We get a lot of flashbacks in this one. More than, than usual, which I think is nice. Because uh, we, I, I, I always like the flashbacks because they tend to be funnier. I, I feel I, sometimes, yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right, yeah, now we're gonna fun. test your knowledge really quickly while you're thinking of P Fry. You ready P-fry. for this? All right. Sidebar: Not hi, my mother. Okay. Name the name and address on the inside of the mask in Finding Nemo. Oh, geez. Uh, who? Um. I can get us partially there, but I can't finish it. It's I P. Got Sherman. No. Oh, yeah, P. Sherman. 42 yeah. Wallaby Way, Sydney? I mean, that sounds... Hey, you know what? That sounds good for to me. I think <laughs> that's... I thought about that after I said P. Fry, and I was yeah. like, P. Sherman. oh, snap. You know what? All of you out on there uh, listening to this, hop on Twitter and correct us if we're wrong. <laughs> At last call, H-I-M-Y-M. <laughs> Is that the right, right uh, address? I don't know, but you'll probably know. Maybe. All right, so we're going to start off this episode with uh, Ted and Marshall in the Fiero as it's about to hit 200,000 miles. Have you ever had a car hit that many miles? I'm trying to think if the uh, if the Corsica did. I think it got close. I don't I don't remember if it actually got there though. I don't remember if it got there either to be honest with you. My current one is is getting close. It's at like 180 something, I think. I believe that's what it's at right now. So it's getting I mean, that, close. That car's been to hell. So I don't, I don't, I don't think my car is going to make it two hundred. Be honest with you. So we'll see how that goes. Close <laughs> enough. Yeah, close enough. Uh, so Marshall uh, tells Ted to light up some cigars to celebrate this momentous occasion. He pulls out this thing, uh, this little case, out of the glove box, and lo and behold, there are no cigars in there, John. Just some chopsticks. Just some chopsticks wrapped up in napkins, which we do find out later on. Uh, in the episode where they came from. Then, while distracted by this, Marshall hits a huge pothole, causing the Fiero to stall out with only 0.8 miles left to go. That's so just close. over a quarter. Like, that's just over half a mile. Yeah, so it's just over, like, three quarters. Yeah. 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 It's uh, not far. No, like, not at all. It's less, it's, le- it's less than me going to, like, the Walmart in, in my town. You know? Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, it's definitely it. It sucks that they hit that pothole 
because they were so close, man. So close, so close. Uh, So then we come back from the opening sequence, and future Ted is telling his kids that sometimes life forces people to become someone that they didn't want to be. John, true statement. And and what that when that happens, we try to hold on to a little piece of who we were. And for Marshall, it wasn't so little. It was his Fiero. I mean, yeah. I mean, you find out a lot about the Fiero in this episode. Oh, yeah. And, and But, lot. I mean, like, this, that car, first off, the Fiero is just a beautiful car overall. Yeah. It reminds me oh, yeah. a lot of DeLoreans. It like, does. It's got a similar structure and everything. Yeah. Um, But I just, oh, my God. That car is just yeah, beat to hell. Like it. It, it really is. Uh, and he's had it for, for quite, quite some time, uh, which... I mean, at this point, he's probably because him and Lily were together for what ten years at this point. Yeah, and that was they, they met freshman year. He had had he, it. He's had to he'd had had it for at least boat. two years prior to that because yep. they mentioned he mentions in the scene where they're in freshman year that the when they go on the road trip that the tape's been stuck in there for two years. Yep, you know what I mean. So he's had it for at least twelve years. At least, and 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 it wasn't new. He got it from his brother, so that car yeah. is, that car is uh, is pretty old. Oh yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> in Carney talk, it's probably held together by bubblegum and uh, Scotch tape. It pro- yeah, yeah, you know what? You're probably Band-Aids. right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's. I know, I know, you haven't actually watched New Girl, but uh, there's a character in it called his name is Winston, and he at one point he has a car. It's literally like held together like that. Oh shit! Yeah, it's ridiculous. So that it kind of reminds me when uh, when you said that, it reminded me of that. So if you haven't watched New Girl, go watch it, everybody. It's a good show. It's a good show. Josh recommends it. That's right. Uh, so at the auto shop, Ted and Marshall are joking about uh, having to miss Lily's folding party because apparently they were going to have a bunch of whole, uh, handmade origami cranes for the wedding. One hundred and thirty-six. That's a lot of. It's a lot of uh, origami. It's a lot cranes. of folds. Now, what do you get when you take thirty-six and add one to it, John? Thirty-seven. Boom! Which is today's secret number. Oh, there it is, folks. There <laughs> it is. Remember, remember, send that to us. Uh, <laughs> then suddenly, Lily, Robin, and Barney show up saying they felt bad that ten, Ted and Marshall were missing out on all the fun, so they decided to move the folding party to the auto shop. Yeah, I love how Barney's, like, insisted. Yeah. <laughs> like, Barney's like, fuck it. If I'm getting punished, they're getting punished. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what he would do. I might do it, too, though, because it would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sure. Uh, then, okay, so then there's this, there's a joke that's made here at this point. It's a really bad joke. It doesn't hold up anymore. Um, Lily makes a, a, a trans joke here. Oh, uh, and I, I want to yeah. address this because a lot of people have talked about this kind of stuff, and it's not the only time that it's ever happened on this show. Um, so, for some context, Marshall refers to his car as a she, uh, and Ted says she. I, I thought it was your baby boy because he actually says baby boy in the in that yep. opening scene, and then Lily makes a, a response saying. It's kind of a tranny car. Now, this was 2007. And again, it's not it's it's not an okay joke at all. Um, but I know for myself at the time, I know I laughed at this joke um, many times. Uh, I was very back and then I was very uneducated about uh, transgender people. And, and I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, it's it's. It's part of life, you know. You don't know things, and then you know things, you know, and and you and you learn and you grow. But this joke definitely doesn't hold up, and so it's something no. I wanted to wanted to mention. No. Um, we here at Last Call are pride and proud. Absolutely, I uh, I wear mine on my arm every damn day of the year. Absolutely, man, it's fantastic. Uh, and and I know that, like in the forums and stuff. People have kind of gone and, and, and accused the creators of being transphobic because of like there's this one, there's and then there's a scene where Ted's uh, remember the girl who he doesn't want to know anything about her, like they don't want to do the Google search oh, yeah, on each yeah, other, yeah. and uh, the, she's at the bathroom, she's like, oh, I'm I'm actually a man, and he freaks out or whatever, um, and I think there's one other like. 
the only other big trend like a wedding yeah is when uh it's when james does the half dolly half kenny oh yeah there's there's that well that's more i feel like that's more just cross-dressing in that fair you know what i mean but i think there's another one but um again I'm not going to sit here and say that that they're trends. I don't know that because again, I laughed at these jokes at the time. Yeah, you know, as somebody well, I mean, who we was were also a f- hell of a lot younger at the time, we were in our twenties. Yeah, somebody who we was uneducated. uneducated, and so like, how am I to say that they weren't uneducated as, as well at that time? You know, it wasn't as prevalent. Of a, of a thing in society that people talked about, you know, obviously transgender people have been around for, for ages, man, forever, but it's not something that was as openly discussed. And so like I have a transgender stepbrother and he had transitioned before this episode came out. Oh yeah. But I still didn't know really anything about, about transgender people and about all of that. I, I I just didn't, you know, I was again, uneducated. And so to the people who want to just jump down and say, they're transphobic. Fuck these guys. Like, like that. That's, I, I'm not down with that. Like, no, I'm not down with, with the joke, but I'm also not down with kind of taking to people like that without giving them a chance. I was going to say, I definitely didn't laugh at the joke this time around. No. Yeah. Um, and I hope that they have grown since then, you know, since, since, since they made this show. But if not, then sure, you can you can rail on them. I don't know. But uh, I just wanted to, to kind of address that since it was, it was there. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and it yeah. stood out like a, like a sore thumb to me. So uh, now that we've talked about that, we're going to get back into the funny, folks. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. All right. So then Marshall tells a story about how he got the Fiero. It was handed down to him from his brothers. We thought we mentioned that a little bit uh, earlier. We flash back to when Marshall was a teen, which I loved this little scene because it's like Jason Siegel as a teenager's little zits and a mullet. I thought that was hilarious to me. His rat tail. Yeah, that <laughs> was, was great. Uh, and his brothers say that uh, he has to pass a final test in order to get yeah, yeah, but can we just talk about the test that he had clearly done before this? Yeah, there were two. Was, one didn't the, matter. One was he, he had to shave his legs. Yeah, and then and the other five dollars and quarters, and he's only gotten four fifty back. Yes. Now it's like you may not like people may not think about this when he says that. That's a lot of quarters, man. That's twenty quarters, half a roll of quarters. Oh yeah, that he had to swallow. Like oh yeah, and and, and only they're, get four fifty back. Yeah, there's still two in there. Honestly, what I thought would have been funnier oh, is, and this is jumping ahead a little bit, when he pulls up to the drive-thru and the guy's like, do you have any quarters? Yeah, he's like, do you have 50 change? cents? He says, do you have 50 cents? Oh, yeah. Do you have 50 cents? It would have been funnier if he was like, oh, I might. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I would have laughed a lot at that. <laughs> I feel like it would have been a little much, though. <laughs> oh, it absolutely would have been, but it would have tied that moment together. Yeah, Tell me you've never farted when you got nervous before. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he farts, you hear just the faintest, like, tink of, like, metal, you know? <laughs> He's like, um, I might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, you know what? I dig it. Let's, let's, let's re-edit the episode <laughs> with that in there. Let's make a deleted scene. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Jason Siegel. So they, they uh, we'll just deep fake it, man. We'll figure that out. Yes. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, they make him go get 12 cups of coffee from the drive-thru, which buck you, had just, you had, yeah, buck naked. You had mentioned he had to go through the drive-thru. Yeah. But when he gets there, his brothers had already gone through and purchased all of the trays and all of the lids to the cups. Now, yeah. I want to know what kind of coffee shop is selling lids and carry trays yeah. and nothing else. Well, it's a burger place, first off. And uh, honestly, part of me thinks he, they just went there and said, listen, guy, give us all the lids and, and, and the trays, and we'll give you like 50 bucks. Like, yeah. just to the guy. He's probably just <laughs> like, okay, 
<laughs> Boom. And just gave them to him. You know what I mean? Either that or like maybe they were like, listen, this guy's going to pull up. He's going to order this. Don't give him lizard trays. Yeah, that's possible. They could have been like, yo, here's some cash. Just tell them you're t- tell them that we bought them all that 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 they're all gone. That I mean, shit, that would just be easier. That would and be it way would, easier, and it would screw over less people. Yeah, <laughs> can I get a lid for this? I'm sorry, we're all out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, uh, Marshall has twelve cups of coffee without lids. Twelve hot cups of coffee. Hot cups of coffee. As he's balancing them on like the dash and everything. He's got like four in his hand. And he's creeping real slowly. He's going just like a, like five miles an hour, maybe just going real slow. And then out of nowhere, his brothers jump out and scare the shit out of him, causing him to slam on the brakes. And that hot coffee goes everywhere. Yo, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. And he's as soon as as soon as it happened, I literally cringed. I was like, "Oh no!" Because like I've spilled hot liquids on myself before. Not but have fun. you ever spilled hot soup all over yourself like Ted? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> uh, I've spilled it on the floor, but never on myself. <laughs> so Okay. Second part to that question. What's the worst place you've ever spilled a hot liquid on yourself? Well, it wasn't liquid. It was a bowl of oatmeal, and it was in my crotch. Luckily, I had, like, pants on. But oh. It was Fair. still pretty damn hot, man. Because I definitely did the hot coffee one time. I'm not going to say why, but I was naked. And <laughs> I was having a hot cup of coffee, and I totally missed my mouth and got hot coffee all over very, very sensitive areas. I mean, I have cooked bacon in the nude before. so <laughs> I'm a daredevil, yo. Come on, let's, let's hear it. I'm, I'm a daredevil. Well, I let's... mean, you know, it splashes and stuff. Oh no! I want to know why you were naked cooking bacon. Oh, you know, I was—I happened to be naked and uh, <laughs> wanted some bacon, and so I was just like, "I'm didn't think nothing of it. I'm making some bacon." <laughs> Never have I been naked and been like, "Man, I can really go for some bacon right now." It was like you know, early morning. I was making some breakfast. You know, that's even worse. I you have know? never just been early in the morning and been like. Fuck, man. I could really go for some bacon. Let, let You've never shirt. woken up and be like, oh, I, want some, I want some breakfast. I could go for like some eggs and bacon. Come on. That's standard. Many people say, have mean, that exact same thought. I'm sure they don't do it while they're naked. Though. I didn't say they did. I just <laughs> happened to because I used to sleep like that. So, you know, <laughs> happened to just get out of bed like that and make the bacon. Now, anytime I've done that, I throw an apron on first. Yeah, man. You got you got to love the apron. Uh- <laughs> just, just keep going and I'll catch up where I can. <laughs> uh, that's <Ooh>. right. <laughs> oh, shit. Welcome uh, to Empire Records. Can I service you? That's right. Uh, so th- it is revealed that this is where uh, Marshall's no food or drink rule comes from, which uh, we will get into soon. However... I have a I have something to say about this. Okay. In a later episode, it is stated that Ted and Marshall have taken many road trips eating yes, only beef jerky and drinking tantrum. But they also have a pizza delivered to them while they're driving the field. That is also true. And they show scenes where they're like jamming out with the bottle of tantrum and like holding the jerky in that that future episode. Yep. It's, uh, I think it's the, it's the last season, right? Because it's during the wedding. I believe so. Right? Yeah, I think so. Um, maybe. I don't know what it is. But um, they show that specifically. So I'm just like, obviously that's not 100. Like, like this show is really good about continuity. But this is one of those little spots where they, they, yeah. they kind of they miss the mark on the, on the continuity later on. Uh, so then Lily gets aggravated uh, with Barney uh, because he keeps messing up the origami swans. Uh, she gets so fed up that she tells Barney, he's out. You're done. You're done, Barney. And this was his plan the whole time. Oh, nerds. Nerds, John. I love how she, though, insults him by saying like she could replace him with a kindergartner. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I'm assuming she's been teaching. I'm assuming she's been teaching her kids origami in class or something. Um, and so she probably knows that they could do a swan. 
And I'm, I guarantee you Barney could make a swan if he wanted to. Oh, I guarantee you he could. He's just, he doesn't want to do it at all. I mean, would you? I mean, maybe. I'd like, or I mean, I don't think I would want to have to sit there there. and do 136 of them or whatever, but, you know, if I make it a couple of them, sure. Yeah, 37. Uh, So then Ted and Marshall tell the story of what Ted calls the 100K fiasco, or as Marshall calls it, the Fierroasco. Yeah, which one do you like better? Uh, I like the 100K fiasco. Yeah, I think it rolls better. I get what he was going for with the Fierro Asco. Yeah. But I just don't think it rolls off the tongue as well. So uh, we flash back to the college days. They uh, they decide to essentially carpool back home for winter break. Uh, at this point, they, they really don't like each other. They haven't become really become friends yet. They're nah, just they're roommates. Pretty, like, yeah, they're estranged. Yeah. Um, and we, we actually get our first, uh, I believe it's our first mention of Karen uh, in this episode. I believe so. Yeah. Because uh, we had talked about it in the last episode, how uh, we they showed one of Ted's college girlfriends, but the only one we actually ever see is Karen. Yep. And, and here she is being referenced now. Uh, <laughs> the love of his life. And not really. No, not at all. Uh, we also learn that a tape playing uh, I Would Walk 500 Miles by the Proclaimers has been stuck in the car tape deck two years and constantly plays over and over again, which dude, it's a great fucking song. It's a great fucking song. Jamming right now in my head. Hells yeah, man. For for legal purposes, I'm not singing it. (laughs) Dude, if we, if I could play it and not get in trouble with, with freaking YouTube, I would rock the shit. I'd be pop. I just play it right now. We'd listen to the whole thing. (laughs) When I wake up, Mm, well, mm, you know I'm mm, gonna be. I'm gonna be mm, the man who mm. wakes up next to you. You know what I would do? I would do like a five-hour loop, and just like have it play, and it would be like that's the road trip right there, dude. That would be epically awesome. Don't worry, it comes back around. <laughs> well, I would walk five hundred miles, and I would walk five hundred more just to be. <laughs> you should change the number. That way you don't get sued. I would walk. <laughs> 200 miles plus 300 miles and I <laughs> just make it real real bad and obvious. Dude, d- change it up for the uh, the Canadians listening cuz <laughs> I would walk 400 kilometers and I would is, yeah. walk 100 more. <laughs> I I mean I'd love to figure out what the conversion on that would be and do it and do it that way. It would be really If fun. we have any people who know metric system, please let us know below what the conversion rate on 500 miles would be. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear that. Arrivederci. <laughs> Arrivederci. <laughs> you got closer that time, John. You got closer. Listen. Very vidivici. <laughs> Arrivederci. <laughs> Arrive, Dursay. Arrive, yes. Who is Dursay? Why are they arriving? I uh-huh. mean, maybe, maybe it was Dursay. It might have been. Uh, so they also introduce uh, a game called Zitch Dog. Zitch Dog! And, you know, Marshall, he's very good at games, as we have learned previously. And it's no different here. He is destroying Ted at Dude, this game. My favorite one is when he's asleep in the passenger seat. <laughs> and Ted's like, Marshall. Marshall, he's just like, what's the Zitch Dog? <laughs> Zitch Dog, Blue Subaru. He's like, damn it! <laughs> Oh man, and that comes back later on uh, in a, in a future episode. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. So does the five hundred miles stuff. Yep, that comes um, back on the road trip with uh, her name's Daphne, right? Daphne, yeah. I hope yeah, you. He, I hope you're ready to rock out Scottish brother style. Yeah, which I think is hilarious that he just puts it on a loop just because it's like that. He has to have that for road trips. He just does. I mean, you know, you know Ted has to have driving gloves. It, mm, <laughs> Sometimes shit doesn't make sense. In in one episode, yes, Ted has to have driving gloves. It comes back a couple times. Does it? Yeah, because Tracy mentions it at one point, too. Oh, yeah, she does. She does mention the driving gloves. That's right. Listen, uh, right now, Victoria or Tracy can only have one of the two. Oh, man. Um, Forever and ever, till death do you part. Divorce uh, is not an option. 
Probably Victoria. Same. Yeah. But if you're going to marry Victoria, I'm going to marry Tracy. And then this right here, we can just have like an open relationship. <laughs> so they wind up getting lost in a, in a snowstorm. And they're low on gas and they have to stop, causing them to get sn- completely snowed in. We learn that uh, Marshall threw out the food that uh, food and water that Ted had yeah, brought. Yeah, he had like three bottles of water <laughs> and a couple of granola bars. Yeah, because of this whole no food and, and drink thing. Yeah. So they're stuck here and they have nothing. Um, but it got me thinking. <clears throat> they've been driving for several hours. Like... At one point, they're like, and this went on for five hours, you know, but before, like, they started jamming out and stuff. Yeah. And not a single time did any of them be like, oh, man, I need a snack or a drink or anything. Right. And I thought that, too. I was like, man, that's that's impressive. Yeah. I was like, I can't I I can't drive out to your place without, like, a couple snacks and some drinks sake. I mean, I'm the same way, though. (laughs) I can drive from here to work and I want a bottle of water with me. Yeah. So I was like, I, I was like, oh, okay, guys, sure, sure, whatever you say. Uh, I don't buy it, but okay. <laughs> uh, so they they wind up having to curl up with one another for warmth. Yep. <clears throat> and when they wake up, the snowstorm has passed, and they're right outside of a motel, which I thought was hilarious. They're just like in the front, like the front parking lot of the motel. Zilchdog. <laughs> yeah, the dog. And this. Uh, this obviously like homophobic dude wakes them up and like he's like, get out of here. He's like, we don't want you lovers here. Get out of yeah. here. Something like that. And they, they, they make him seem like really like redneck. Redneck. But, I, but I'm like, they're going from New York to like Ohio slash uh, uh, Minnesota. Yep. It's like, <coughs> what? I want to know where they are at this point. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, they they should have only had to have gone, like, you got New York, like, through Pennsylvania. That's probably it. Maybe. Like, I don't think they would have had to have gone down to, like, Virginia in order to go where they're going. West Virginia. <laughs> you know what hey, I mean? Big mama. <laughs> take me home. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just curious where they, where they actually... Uh, were uh, at this point. I don't know. I, I was wondering <laughs> that same thing because, like, he's really southern, but yeah, yeah, he's got. Although, that. since we're talking about country music and stuff, really quick, I want to want to tie this story in here because you'll appreciate this. And I think the viewers will appreciate this. So, your your kid is at that age where she's developing her own taste in music, correct? Yeah. Okay. So when I drive and get my son from school on Fridays. He has his own playlist on Spotify that you know I put I put on for him. So he made a request this week, and I said, "Where the hell did you learn that song and why?" And he goes, "Dad, TikTok." What song? He goes, "Dad, can you put on the song for my playlist that goes, I want to take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride <laughs> till I can't no more." And I was like. No, and then I was like, I caved. But this coming from the kid who is, and I I shit you not, people. I will pull up a Spotify playlist to prove this. In the last month, has asked me to put on the Wellerman's tune "Sea Shanty." He has asked me to add the rock version of um, "Bad Romance" from the new Godzilla movie, like that male rock version. He has now asked for "Old Town Old Town Road," and I'm like. He also kid, asked for two Imagine Dragon songs. The kid watches too much TikTok. Yeah. And I was just kind of like <laughs> proud of him, though, for developing his own musical taste. Yeah. But I'm like, could you pick a genre and stick to a kid? You're sticks. <laughs> I mean, my kid, uh, like one of her favorite songs is uh, it's called Without Me by Halsey. Okay. Yeah, I know yeah. that song. And she has loved this song for years and still jams out to it every time she hears it. Fair enough. Yeah, it's hilarious. And it's probably not appropriate for a child, really. I mean, <clears throat> is any song really appropriate for a child? Think of some of the old Disney songs. Can you feel the love tonight? Oh, yeah, I bet she did feel the love. <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting off topic, but I just I had to bring that up, and that, that <clears throat> triggered that. 
That's fair. Uh, that's what the folks are here for, man. Witty banter between these two awesome hosts, man, because we're fucking Yeah, great. one of us is hot as fuck. Yeah, I know I am. What? Mm-ts, 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 mm-ts. That's right. Yeah, for for those for those of you who are only listening, you just missed out on on an epic dance from me and some and some nipple rub from John. Just saying, <clears throat> under the shirt, of course, under the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make sucks, sure though, for the poor people who only listen to this podcast. <clears throat> we have now put mental images of me rubbing my nipples, you dancing, and you cooking baking. Naked in hey, their man. minds. Hey man, I mean, I if they've never seen what we look like in the first place, I guess I'm, I'd be interested in in knowing <laughs> what that looks like in their minds. Okay, next question for the night, ladies and gentlemen. If you have only listened to this podcast and you have never watched us, who is hotter, Josh or John? Yeah, answer the question at last call. H i m y m. <laughs> do it we would love to hear uh, it's it's obviously me and by me he means me made exquisite not Damn! Even, not even a little bit but i love you bro <laughs> me movie <clears throat> expert me the expert huh all right uh, so back at the shop, they reveal that uh, that's when Ted and Marshall became best friends. Best friends. Best the friends. Benefits. Yes, the benefits. Uh, the mechanic then comes out, gets Marshall, takes him uh, into the back where the car is. Uh, and even though we can't hear the dialogue, we know that the Fiero isn't going to make it. Oh, man. I, I hate that Marshall comes <laughs> out and like he's like, it's gonna cost three thousand dollars for repairs. Yeah, and like, then what the it, it, is wrong and with then your there's, car? there's still no guarantee. Yeah, <clears throat> like, do you need a whole new engine? You know what I mean? Like, and and that's what I want to know. I want to know what happened. <laughs> that that fucking um, pothole cost three grand worth of damage. He like broke the the transmission. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. It, it had, to, had to have been something like extreme. Yeah, something big. It's either that or Marshall had been ignoring a lot of small repairs. Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. I really wouldn't. Uh, and he's not ready to give it up. You know, he quickly, you know, shares a few other stories. Like uh, there's the suicidal cat. Yep. The hitchhiking Waldo, <laughs> which is funny. Which and th- <laughs> I almost thought was not Moby. That would have been hilarious if it was. I would like that would have been great. Uh, and then there's uh, a story about the homeless person who broke in, threw up all over his back seat. Yep, which leads he, Lily to kind of have yeah. a little breakdown. Yeah, and man. Robin's like, "Hold it together!" And yeah. Lily's like, "I gotta get it out." And t- Marshall's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And Lily yep. reveals a deep, dark secret. That's right. She and She's Robin pregnant. She's pregnant. Uh-huh. No, folks, that's not right. Uh, but she and Robin did pick up some Thai food one night. Yep. In his car with a no food rule and uh somehow wound up dumping it all over the car. Now, how shitty do those to-go containers have to be <coughs> that it got all over like that? Yeah, I mean, they even said like we'll get it double bagged and everything. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like and, and she hit the brakes so hard that it just, like, exploded all over the car. All over the car. Like, I don't know who was holding it, how they were holding it, what was actually going on there. But, like, front, back seat, everywhere, man. Everywhere. It was It was all over. Uh, and to, what I, what I kind of love about this scene is we get uh, Lily's infamous red wig again. Yeah. Because uh, ever since I heard, ever since I listened to the uh, the commentary and they talked about this wig... Whenever it pops up, I can't, I can't like not see it. It's just, it's just there. <laughs> it's like, oh, geez, well, the there's that wig again. Laugh, and because <laughs> this is where this sank in for me, and I got this jotted in front of me because I had to mention this. Okay. So there, Robin comes up with this game plan to like a homeless person threw up in the car, clean this up. We got to make it smell like you know, something different. <clears throat> and she's like, you said something about cigars. And Lily yeah. was like, yeah, he's got Cubans in the dashboard. Yeah. And it wasn't until this point that I went, how the fuck does he has, have Cubans? 
they're illegal in the states. Yeah, I mean, he said that they he said they, they were Cubans at the beginning. Yeah, somehow though, I missed <clears> it until Willie <throat> said it. Yeah, Marshall saying he's got Cubans doesn't <clears throat> shock me because if I could get my hands on Cubans, I'd have one. But yeah. it's the fact that he's literally like at this point, like that got past me, and I'm like, wait. Why does he have Cubans if they're illegal? I feel like it's always they they always use Cubans in TV shows. They do and movies because and they're the most one of the most famous. Yeah, which is yeah. weird because I know this is like something that doesn't equate to what we're like talking about here. But even at my desk at work, you know what I now have at my desk at work? What cigar cutter? Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It makes me wonder. Because I don't think he says who, like, where he got them from. He doesn't. He never says. <clears throat> and so it makes me wonder if, uh, if, if, like, Barney got them for him. Oh, I could see that. You know what I mean? Because, like, he, he's, like, a member of, like, a cigar club and all this other stuff, fancy whatnots. And, and so, like, I could see him finding a way of Oh, doing 100%. That. Yeah. 100%. So that's that's where my mind kind of kind of went for it. But, uh, but yeah, so you, you talked about... Um, how Robin comes up with this plan. Yeah. This like, okay, we're going to do this. You know, you got to soak up the pools and all this stuff. Do you recognize what that's from? You may, you may not. No. It is a, it is an almost direct lift from Pulp Fiction. The scene where, uh, after they shoot the guy in the car, like on accident, who's in the back seat and they show up to the wolf's place and he, He he does the same thing. He tells them exactly what to do to get it all cleaned up, including the like you know you gotta you gotta soak up the pools of blood before that shit sets in. Okay, yeah, that it's it was taken straight, which I loved. I was like, oh shit, Pulp Fiction reference here. I dig one, it. One of my favorite Pulp Fiction <laughs> moments has to be uh, when Ezekiel or when uh, Sam Jackson's character is interrogating the one guy. Oh yeah, yeah. and he's like. Jules, do you? Yeah, Jules, and he's like, uh, he's like, what? And he's like, say what? One more motherfucking time, <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy. And he's like, he says something. And the guy's like, what? And he's like, bam. And I'm yeah, like, I love that movie. Uh, Zed's dead, baby. Zed's oh dead. my god, it's my favorite line. Remember, <laughs> I used to say it like all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's a nice bike. Where'd you get it? It's not a bike. It's a chopper. Chopper. Where'd you get the chopper? It's Zed's. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Yeah. Didn't even need to have context for it. I would just literally say that entire quote. Yep. And it's good stuff. I wish you would do it more. Okay, <laughs> You're like, I now grab- I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I will. But first, I got to grab my tool. <laughs> Man, that ain't a tool. That's a damn brick. <laughs> now, if you don't know what that's from, I don't know if we could be friends, people. If you don't know, nah, what I'm problem, just, I'm just fuck joking. you. <laughs> just like Big Red, that's right. Uh, so we also f- we find out that this this uh, incident that happens here uh, is the thing, and them sharing this secret is what made Robin and Lily become best friends. So best we're is. we're finding out a lot about you know the relationships that you know formed between these characters, uh, and you know how how these strong bonds actually happened, which I think yeah. is pretty cool. I love the story that comes after this one, though. Yes. Yes. Then Barney reveals his story about why he hates the Fiero. He doesn't love it. He hates, he hates it. it. But I love that he has, he's like, love it. Love it. And he like turns to the window to do the big dramatic reveal. Yeah. I hate the Fiero. <laughs> why? Why? What a, why? No, I'll I'll take care of this one, Barney. <laughs> and then Ted, he's like, I'll just tell the story. It's fine. I mean, it's a funny <laughs> story, though. It is. And, and instead of drawing it out, like I like that it's kind of like pretty much to the point. It Barney is. Can't what, drive. what I thought was funny, this scene, Barney's wearing a full purple suit. Yeah, I noticed that too. And it's like, it's like the bad part of the Fiero yeah. stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting because for him, the Fiero is a bad thing. It was a bad thing. Yeah, and, and he's got literally full purple <laughs> suit, purple tie, everything. Yeah, I love where he's like, "Oh my god, I don't know what to do. Hit the brake. Which one's the brake? Hit the with break? your hands. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's a dog. Zitch dog. dog. <laughs> <Yes>. One nothing." <laughs> 
And he's going like five miles an hour. If that. Yeah, if that. And it's <laughs> and Ted, the, the way Ted laughs during this scene, like Barney's freaking out. And Ted is yelling random stuff. And uh on the um on, on the wiki page, uh, let me see if I can find it again. It it says that he says something specific. Uh, during this uh, this scene, I don't know if because I it's hard to hear, and I didn't actually hear him say it. Uh, let me see if I can find where he said it. Uh, apparently, he yells, "Throw me the idol! I'll throw you the whip," which is a reference to Raiders of the Lost Ark. But everything it's there's so much going on, like between Barney screaming and everything, that I couldn't I honestly couldn't pick it up myself. So. I might have to go back and, and really just kind of zone in on it and see see if uh, if I can catch him saying that, which I think thought was funny because he he like Josh Radner was probably just saying random stuff, probably, but just I mean, because it's hilarious. It wouldn't be the first time though that he's made an Indiana Jones joke, or it won't be the last time. <clears throat> That's also true. That's also true. But yeah, I love I love that scene just because Neil it does such a great job. He does. Freaking out for literally no reason. <laughs> Spoiler alerts. He stops before he hits the dog. Yeah, he does. He he veers off a little bit and and like brushes into a bush. <laughs> it just rolls to a stop. <laughs> I was like, I, I I forgot how funny that scene was. You know, until I watched. And I love it how like he plays it off like it's a near death experience. Like he's like, yeah. that day changed my life forever. <laughs> Okay. Yes, to keep being the same. He vowed to keep being yeah, the same, yeah. li- living his most awesome life. Uh, so then uh, Marshall comes to the decision that it is time to let the Fiero go. Uh, he goes to say goodbye, and when he pats on the dashboard, the tape <laughs> pops right out. Yep. And I was like, oh, man, that's, that's it's great. It's the car saying goodbye, man. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm ready to go. Here's yeah. your gift for me. And because of that, the rest of the gang get a little emotional and they're like, no, we're gonna we're gonna get this car to 200,000. Yeah. Even if we have to push it the last 0.7 miles. And so they try. Except it's on blocks. <laughs> it's the back wheels are on blocks. And what I think is cool is during this scene, as they're like pushing, you know, you hear like this orchestral music. Yeah. It's it's the 500 mile song done. In the orchestral <laughs> version, yeah, which I thought was really, really cool. I was like, "Oh, I did." I caught it on the second time around that I watched it. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, I know that fucking song." Yeah, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, so then we go to the bar. Future Ted reveals that the money that Marshall got for scrapping the car paid their bar tab for the next two nights, Woo. and it got me thinking: either he got didn't get much for this car, or they drink. A lot. I mean, they do drink a lot. That is true. Um, now, before we get to the <laughs> the next segment that we do, well, there's a little bit more though. Yeah, there's there's one last scene in in, in the episode. Uh, to finish off the episode, we flash back to when Marshall first gets the cassette tape and the the single. Uh, you the remember those? And I You're... love that he actually says it too. Yeah, he's like, oh, because I've I've actually heard people be like, well, why does the tape just mm-hmm. loop? Like, yeah. why wouldn't it play the other songs on the tape? And I was like. It was a single. Yeah, it's a single. And people are like, "What?" And I'm like, "It's a single." Like, be, what? Like, people they, don't remember that. They don't under. Well, they might have been too. Some of them might have been too True. young, <laughs> or not so alive. Kids. Yet. Oh, I'm gonna do this one this do week. It. Kids. Back <laughs> in the day, there was a thing called the cassette tape, mm. and not only could you buy the full album version of a cassette tape, but you could buy a single version, which cost you just about as much as the full album. <laughs> There was only one song yep. on both sides. Yep. Sometimes it was like an alternate version of the song. Yeah, yeah. You know, or like a demo version. They kind of they give you a little treat, you know, with a demo. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I had I had a few singles in my day. Yeah, so, I had a couple. You know, I'm sure most of most of us kids at, at that time at well, least had one. Here, here we go. We'll, we'll have fun with this. What was your <laughs> most embarrassing single? Because I remember the first one I bought, it, it was my most embarrassing. 
I mean, at the time, because like I wouldn't be embarrassed like now to have it, because it, I mean, okay, it's it's a jammer, but it was um, uh, if you want to be my lover from Spice Girls, I mean that's a banger of a song, man. And I ain't I, I ain't embarrassed now, but at the time, I'm, I'm gonna maybe. admit mine by te- uh, intriguing you with a line from another show. Number one, step forward and say the line. Ah, uh, nice. This way here, oh, you know what my original single was, but now the fans don't. Now the fans got to now the fans got to do a little detective work. That's, uh-huh. another, that's another clue, folks. That's another clue for you. Nine nine <laughs> nine nine. No, we're just giving it away. That's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're making their jobs easy. Uh, but yeah, so he gets the the single. He's super excited. Oh yeah. Puts, Puts it in. Him and his brother are there. Puts it in and just jams out to it, saying this is going to be his favorite song for the rest of his life. He has no idea. Yeah, and this and th- this has been the episode, man. There it is. Now, since we've got the episode wrapped, <clears throat> have you seen the? It's Josh Radner, Christy, Christine Milati, that one, and the Proclaimers singing. 5,000 miles? 500 miles, but no, I have not. There is a YouTube video from some live show where the Proclaimers are playing it, (laughs) and Josh Radner and Christina are up there singing. Oh, I'm going to be looking at that, man. It's it's badass. I've seen it. I'll send the link to you. That's awesome, man. Maybe uh, I'll have to put it up on the Twitter page. Absolutely. We can share it to the Twitter page. Yeah, so... At last call, H I M Y M, folks, check out the the Twitter page. I'll be posting that. It'll be up there. Uh, oh yeah! By the time this comes out, it should be up there. All right. So now that we're done with the the episode, it is that time, John. It is time for Barney's blog. Suit up, bitches. That's right. All what right. Is today's so, blog about. All right. So today's blog is titled "License Not to Drive." <laughs> right. This one came out Tuesday, February 27th of 2007. Starts out saying, My name is Barney Stinson, and I don't know how to drive. And it says, God, that feels good to say. For years, I've been ashamed and embarrassed, handcuffed by this terrible secret from a society that demands we strap ourselves into mobile death traps one by one, the auto equivalent of a marriage contract. But recently, a near-death experience opened my eyes. No longer am I to be humiliated and disgraced. I am to be celebrated. My lack of vehicular knowledge shall be well, shall be worn as a badge of honor. One that proudly screams, I am Barney Stinson, and I need a ride. So real quick, he says it was recently, and this is written the day after the episode airs. which So that just means it. It must have happened recently to when the Fierro died. I'm curious. That's kind of funny. How recently it was. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know, because he they mentioned in that scene that there was a transit strike. Yeah. And I I, 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 didn't, I didn't look it up or anything. I should have. But uh, I, I think I'm going to go back and look and see if that was a real thing. Okay. Like, was there actually a transit strike in New York in, like, 2006-ish time? You know? Huh. And if so, then we might be able to figure out kind of, like, when he was learning to drive. Sadly, I wish I would have known we were going to have to do some research. I know somebody <laughs> I could have reached out to who might have been able to answer that question. Oh, I do too. I got I got a friend who lives out that way too. So fair. Uh, we'll figure it out, and uh, and and maybe uh, I'll, I'll throw a little little something on Twitter or Instagram or something that's just like a little fun fact. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah. So, anyways, back to the blog. <laughs> Uh, it says, don't believe me? Well, as usual, sit back and relax as I school you in the ways of the non-mobile. Below is a comparison of a typical day in my life versus a typical day in the life of a driver. Let's call him Frank. Please note, Frank's kids were a result of a tryst in the backseat of what? His car. <laughs> That's right. So uh, we go through uh, a few time frames and, uh, and we're going to see some comparisons. So we got 8 a.m. I wake up, bid adieu to last night's conquest, and slip on my Dolce & Gabbana double-breasted. I step outside. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. But I'm still a little sleepy. Lucky for me, all I have to do is hop in the back seat and enjoy not having to drive. Frank's been up for hours, 
The kids are crying. His wife's corn-laden feet need massaging. He throws on his overalls and heads toward the sedan. It's pouring rain, and he left the car window open. Oops. 10 a.m. Having been stimulated by a delightful conversation with my morning chauffeur, Ranjit, I spent the last hour making more money than I could possibly spend in my fantastic, happy, awesome life. Frank just got to work. Traffic was a nightmare. Plus, he had to stop and get gas and an oil change. Why you would do that before work, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, total cost, $2,500. No. No. <laughs> Not even close. Uh, he would like to ask his boss for a raise, but his ludic- but that's ludicrous. He just showed up to work over an hour late. Obviously, Barney is exaggerating everything because he doesn't know anything about cars in the first yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that's $2,500 for gas and an oil change. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to live there if that's the case. Uh, so 12.30 p.m. I call it a day at work. and gra- Party calls it a day at 12.30, just saying. Uh, and, and, and grab a delightful lunch at a nearby cafe. The meal takes a bit too long. So in the middle of eating, I go feed the, the parking meat. Oh, wait, that's right. I don't have a parking meter to feed. Instead, I save the money and put it toward an afternoon, indulging myself in a game of laser tag. I've earned it. Frank sure is hungry, but no time for lunch. He's off to pick up a friend, in quotes, at the airport. Uh, On the way, he scarfs down a burger and ketchup spills all over him. When he looks down to clean it up, he runs a red light. He's pulled over. Total cost of the ticket, $650. Okay, that's a little bit more believable. Yeah. 4 4 p.m. Fired up from my unprecedented uh, streak of laser tag wins, I leisurely stroll down the streets of Manhattan. I decide to take a nap. After all, my active lifestyle would leave any mortal man tired. Frank just got to work. On the way back from the airport, his car broke down. When he gets to a garage, the mechanic gives him the diagnosis. His rotary belt is disconnected from the carburetor. Don't ask me. The windshield wiper and gas pedal are malfunctioning, and the headlights short-circuited the electrical system, cutting horsepower by tenfold. Total cost, $23,018. Might as well just get a new card that Might as well. (laughs) Then 9 p.m. All eyes are on me as I hit McLaren's. I look good. The fresh air I got strolling around New York was rejuvenating. Tonight is going to be another sweet night. I order a few rounds and enjoy. Why not? Right? I'm not driving. Frank stays late to catch up on all the work he missed. However, he parked his car in the wrong spot, and it's towed. Having to miss more work, his boss fires him. On the way home, Frank drives over a nail and gets a flat tire. He pulls over to change it. When a pack of wild dogs eat him. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> so take that, Lisa, from 11th grade, who wouldn't go out with me because I didn't have a license. Owning and operating your own uh, motor vehicle is rarely worth the time and effort. I prefer to follow in the footsteps of some of the other famous non-drivers, Jesus Christ, George Washington, and Miss Daisy, <laughs> and, and enjoy life from the back seat. And that, folks was Barney's blog for this week. That is a great blog. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Just the amount of over-exaggeration he does was was perfect, I thought. I mean, you're right, though. He has no idea about cars, so that, that you know, fits how I'm he su- I'm surprised it. he, like, knew that cars had a thing called a carburetor. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so... Uh, let me get. I didn't ask you before, but what were your overall thoughts on the episode? I, I mean, this is a great episode. I always love the Fiero episode, and it's it's so much like I love all the lies and deceit and the hidden secrets and the secrets. You know, secrets. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a it's a great episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we uh, you know wrap no, things sir. up here? 
All right, so as we said, we're not going to do our full big old spiel at the end here, as we did at the beginning, but I am going to tell oh, you, yeah. uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at LastCallHIMYM, and join our Patreons, patreon.com slash LastCallHIMYM. Uh, yep. We'd love to uh, to get some content out there for you guys. All uh, of us at H-I-M-Y-M. Last call, right. H-I-M-Y-M. That's right, that's right. So be sure to check us out there. And uh, that's all that I got for him, John. What do you got for him? Yo, listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. All right, catch you guys next time. Peace!